You might know ADP as the biggest name in payroll, but that's just the beginning. Because ADP is transforming the way great work gets done. With HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. That's ADP. Always designing for people. From the opinion pages of the Wall Street Journal, this is Potomac Watch. What to do about Bernie, as in Bernie Sanders, the Vermont uh, Democratic senator, candidate for president. As Democrats begin to consider and some fear that uh, the candidate who came close in 2016 this time may actually be the front runner for the Democratic Party nomination. That's the increasing conversation Democrats are having behind the scenes, and they're getting a little nervous. And some of the debate is breaking out into public. We'll, we'll talk to you about that. Hi, I'm Paul Gigo of the Wall Street Journal, and here to uh, talk about the rise of Bernie uh, with Kim Strassel. How are you, Kim? Good, Paul. How are you? Um, very good. Um, so Bernie Sanders is really interesting, uh, Kim. He is uh, he's now uh, very close to Joe Biden as one of the top two in the in the polls. And of course, Biden isn't even in yet. So we don't know if Biden will run. But it's very interesting to me just to look at the underlying strength that Sanders has in this nominating process. He really has his core supporters from 2016. He is, um, I think, so far eclipsing uh, any other serious challenge from the left. Uh, And I would point to Elizabeth Warren with all of her uh, policy proposals does not seem to be gaining much traction relative to Bernie. Um, Kamala Harris doing okay, um, but the senator from California, but you know she's she's not uh, emerged uh, yet as a serious challenger to Senator Sanders. So what you're seeing is a lot of Democrats beginning to think, you know what, it's not out of the question that he could be the nominee. And he got the attention of the President of the United States this week, who was enormously irritated because, uh, and said so in a tweet uh, when Fox News hosted a town hall with Senator Sanders, where uh, he actually did uh, uh, reasonably well by almost all accounts. So, um, what do you make of this uh, this growing tension, uh, this this growing recognition that Sanders has legs? Well, I think what you see among these Democrats is they're looking at Bernie, and what they see is. Here's a guy who is running essentially outside of the traditional Democratic Party structure, right? He's he's never caucused with Democrats. He has an incredibly loyal base, some of which were uh, brought along in his last presidential bid where he got quite a bit of name recognition. Um, He's not intimidated by threats and, and outside people. Um, and he's running on a message essentially that the establishment is out to get him. And that sounds to them a a lot like a guy named Donald J. Trump who managed to use all of those things to overthrow a whole bunch of other very qualified Republicans and win the nomination from his party and become president of the United States. And 
they worry that this is what's happening right now within the Democratic primary. What is tempering any enthusiasm for that is that they worry that the last part couldn't come to be. They're they're very concerned that Bernie is too far left in the end to actually win a head-to-head competition with Trump. And so, therefore, they are uh, going down a bad path. And, and this is why you're hearing all of this talk about what do we do about Bernie? How do we stop this? And uh, uh, the, um, uh, the there's a debate broke out this week, which was really interesting, which I think points to Senator Sanders' strategy this time, uh, which is that he sent a blistering letter to the Center for American Progress, which is the left-wing think tank in Washington, D.C., founded by John Podesta, who was the chairman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, is now run by Neera Tanden, who is a very much a, a, a Clinton partisan, very liberal herself, really generally way to the left. But the, that's associated with, um, uh, with Hillary Clinton. And uh, the Think Progress, which is their, um, the, their media arm associated with CAP, as it's called, is, uh, had done some critical pieces about Bernie, including the fact that he made a million dollars for a couple of years and was critical of that. And Sanders responded to that saying in this letter, which somehow made it into the press, <laughs> uh, that uh, don't divide again the party again. You're, you, have a, you have a responsibility not to try to undermine somebody who could be the nominee of the party. And um, that plays to exactly the point you made, Kim, which is that Sanders wants to make the, to, to, to get people to think, okay, the establishment is ganging up on me again and trying to deny me the, uh, the, the nomination. And I think he's borrowing, Sanders, a Trump um, strategy here which is you use these people uh, when they come as foils. You go after them and you say, see, they're failed. They lost the last election. You lost it with Hillary Clinton lost. Had you nominated me, we would have won. And, uh, and that, uh, that, I think he's not going to, he's going to push back against all those kinds of attacks. Yeah, and don't forget how aggrieved many of his voters last time around were not just the idea that the party chose the wrong person, but they believed that the deck was stacked against Bernie and that the Democratic National Committee took a a lot of uh, steps to aid Hillary Clinton and keep Bernie from getting the nomination. And so they have doubled down in their support for him. And and again, that that cap tack, well, I guess it was think progress. Neera Tandon has actually distanced herself. She said, well, that's our our media sort of um, journalism outfit. And they're allowed, obviously, a free press to, to write what they want. We think it was overly critical. But there's no question that that entire group Clinton forces are among those that are very concerned about Bernie's momentum here. Um, In particular, I think what they're concerned about as well is, I mean, they're already looking down the road at a convention. And don't forget that Democrats do their entire primary a little bit different than Republicans. Uh, They go out, uh, the the calendar is such, they're going to have their four early states uh, of primaries and caucuses, and then boom, right after that, they're going to have Super Tuesday in which 
by the time all of this is done, 40% of their delegates will already be distributed. They work on a proportional system. So everyone's going to get a little slice of them. Um, and, you know, they're already worried that you end up in an, a nominating convention and you don't have a clear runner and it's contested. And and then there's going to be a real throwdown, uh, especially if Bernie were denied the ballot again. Yeah. And just to elaborate on that point, when you say uh, a proportional system, this is in contrast to the way that the Republican work in most of their primaries and caucuses, which is winner take all, particularly the primaries. They, the winner of the primary gets all of that state's delegates, whereas in the Democratic primary, if you pass a th- certain threshold, I think it's 15 percent, you, uh, you can get some delegates from that state. So it makes it harder for any individual uh, candidate to r- run the, the, the table. And what that means is that it makes it easier for a candidate like Bernie who racks up you know, 30 percent, 25 percent, 30 30 percent in different states to stay in there and remain competitive, and particularly if nobody else breaks away, to 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 run the to run the campaign all the way to the to the convention. And remember, there's also a lot of resentment uh, still in the Clinton ranks against Bernie Sanders because they think he stayed in too long in, in the last time. They think he damaged her significantly by doing so. Um, I don't believe that, by the way, but I think they do, uh, and uh, and that's going to manifest itself over the coming uh, over the coming months as well. So we're talking about Bernie Sanders and his chances for the Democratic nomination, and you're listening to Potomac Watch from the Wall Street Journal. You might know ADP as the biggest name in payroll, but that's just the beginning. Because ADP is transforming the way great work gets done. With HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. That's ADP. Always designing for people. From the opinion pages of the Wall Street Journal... This is Potomac Watch. Welcome back. I'm Paul Jago with Kim Strassel. Uh, Kim, talking about Bernie Sanders, uh, interesting. He is so far uh, among the leaders of the Democratic uh, candidate pool, the only one who's been willing to um, to appear on uh, Fox News. I mean, I think some of the others like John Delaney and Andrew Yang would be happy to do so, uh, but they're not right now at the uh, at the front of the pack. I think that's very shrewd on Bernie's part. Speak to that audience. They're going to be important players to win the presidency if you uh, if you get the nomination, and maybe even some of those voters you're reaching through Fox could be voters in a in a in the, some of the primaries. Oh, of course it's smart, especially if you're Bernie running the way Bernie is running. You know, look, you and I know he he talks about democratic socialism. He is, to me, extremely far out on the left. And I think with a lot of policies that were voters to truly understand what he was proposing could be a turnoff. But if you just take him at his face value and you see him at a at a town hall like this he's definitely got a bit of a, a populist shtick it's why it was always surprising to me paul back in 2016 when you'd see these voters that would say well my first choice is donald trump but my second choice is bernie sanders or vice versa and even though their policies are almost diametrically opposed and it's because both of them try to speak a little bit to the forgotten man as it were that's very much a bernie idea and 
Now, he does it in a different way, the, the millionaires and the billionaires, and it's a lot about economic inequality uh, and what he calls economic injustice. But uh, there's a similar tone there. And so he thinks that some of those people who voted for Trump last time around, Fox News viewers, are the folks that he could get to. And at least some of his lines at that Fox News town hall. Now, I think it was an unusual audience that were chosen because they liked Bernie or very interested in him. Uh, but he got some real applause. Yeah, I don't think it was the Sean Hannity home team. Uh, no, in that me audience. neither. <laughs> but but um, you make, a, you make a, I think, uh, an important point. And I would also point out that Sanders is running a little differently this time than the last time. I mean, I'm not to say he's not a populist. He's still an economic populist. He's still a socialist. He's still well to the left on economics. But notice he's what he's emphasizing this time. It's the Medicare for All plan. Uh, he realizes the primacy of health care in the presidential debate this time and the, the, the role it played in Democrats getting the House in 2018. And he's not so much stressing break up the banks. He's not so much stressing, uh, as, as uh, Elizabeth Warren is, some of the ways of changing the capital structure. Uh, he's talking about uh, uh, the uh, single-payer health care as making it his centerpiece. The other thing he's doing, which he didn't do last time as much, is he is really stressing, trying to stress uh, his role, in, uh, the, the, the importance of identity politics and, an ex- and, and, and the minority vote and uh, African-Americans. And he's talking about uh, the issues of, of social justice and issues of criminal justice reform and other things that he w- thinks can get him a larger share of that minority vote, which we know is so important in some of the Democratic primaries like South Carolina and across, across the South. Yeah, and he really struggled with that uh, voting group last time around. Uh, One other thing that he is doing that I find intriguing, too, has to do with kind of backroom uh, Democratic politics, which is last time around, because Hillary Clinton was his main opponent, uh, there was a view among the Sanders camp that pretty much every establishment Democrat was in her field. And so he ran very much as an insurgent and an outsider uh, who was pushing against that group. Uh, she's not in it this year. The The field is much more fractured. So you've seen him uh, on a lot of his campaign stops making a point to reach out to a lot of these officials, uh, have meetings with uh, folks that would traditionally have been you know, against him or, or on the side of a Hillary Clinton and try to turn them into allies. Recently, for instance, he, he had a, an outreach to Randy Weingartner who is the head of the American Federation of Teachers. So, you know, a big, powerful union head uh, in the past that would have just been locked up. Yeah, who is a supporter of Hillary Clinton. Exactly. Big supporter. But, you know, Bernie's trying to make some inroads there. And it's it's an understanding that he's going to do better, just as it was with the Fox Town Hall, that you, you know, the more people you get on your side, the better. Well, and uh, I think the 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 question that uh, let's assume that uh, he continues to do very very well and uh, maintains uh, a, a very strong presence in the Democratic nomination fight going into the through the debates and into the autumn, I think that there is a, a, at that time there's going to be a real debate in the party about whether nominating Bernie Sanders is uh, is is leaves them capable of uh, nominating somebody who could lose to Donald Trump and uh, and you'll see the da- you'll see you may see 
if he remains, uh, if he becomes a kind of Trump front runner, which is to say leading and doing well, but not running away with the field, uh, people try to say, all right, who can beat anybody but Sanders? Let's find a candidate who can beat Sanders. And once that happens, you can you see Sanders using that as a foil again, saying, you see, they want to take it away from me again. They're trying to steal it for you again. And, uh, and that is going to be a fascinating moment because, I mean, I had a I had uh, breakfast uh, today with a Republican strategist who, um, who likes Trump, voted for Trump, but uh, his view is that um, uh, Sanders is the only Democrat who probably lose to Trump <laughs> this, this, in, in two years, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, we're a long way away from, from, from the election and we don't know what's going to happen, but it's interesting because the, the point being that Sanders would allow some of the Republican college-educated Republicans who are unhappy with President Trump, uh, even women, to say, well, Bernie Sanders is just a bridge too far. Well, as an illustration of how tricky this is for Democrats, I'll take you and listeners down memory lane back to April of 2016, and we were coming up upon the Indiana primary. Uh, Donald Trump was very close to locking up the nomination. He didn't quite have enough delegates, um, and he was still facing Ted Cruz and John Kasich. Uh, Ted Cruz, the Texas senator, and John Kasich, former Ohio governor, and they made an alliance. Do you remember a pact very much on that those lines saying anyone but Trump? Um, we will we agree not to compete against each other in the remaining states solely for the purpose. Neither of us can win, but we're going to do this and not take each other's vote solely for the purpose of denying Donald Trump the nomination. And it absolutely backfired. Uh, Donald Trump's support in Indiana like went up by 15 points over the space of a week because voters were so outraged that this was uh, basically an effort to to stop a guy who at by that point won the majority of the delegates. So this is the this is the difficulty Democrats could face going forward, especially with such a huge field that's fracturing and splinting so much, which leaves a guy like Bernie, who's relatively more popular than everyone else. He don't, isn't necessarily commanding a majority, just like Trump wasn't, but he's doing better than the other folks. Here's a here's an interesting question uh, that I don't know the answer to, but I just want to raise it, which is how because I think it's going to be fascinating to watch is how the 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 liberal democratic pundit class by which I mean almost everybody in the mainstream media will sort themselves out when it comes to considering the Sanders candidacy this year above all the, the these this, this group of media types wants to I'm talking about the New York Times the Washington Post the CNN MSNBC above all they want to beat uh, Trump and are they going to view Sanders and his ideas as too radical for this moment in American politics? Or will they say, you know what, maybe this is the moment we should uh, cash in. I mean, it's going to be interesting to, with, with some of these uh, liberal ideas. And it doesn't matter because we can beat Trump no matter who we run. I think it's going to be a fascinating question to watch. Oh, I agree with you. And one of the things that has everybody wringing their hands as well uh, that's behind these stories that are either smearing Bernie or talking about the concern is they're also very worried that if a Bernie gains traction, more traction than others, for instance, but not enough to 
completely lock down the field and win, that he lures in one of these centrists, a guy like Howard Schultz, uh, the former Starbucks uh, Maven, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, or Michael mm-hmm. Bloomberg, who again has said that he's debating looking at this. Um, and then you really split the field and really make it harder to beat Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, a Sanders-Trump uh, fight uh, uh, could, uh, if, 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 if those are the two choices, could, uh, could make Schultz inclined to, uh, more inclined to, to get in the race. All right, Kim, fascinating stuff. We'll be following this uh, as the uh, debates unfold in the Democratic Party. Thank you, Kim. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back later in the week with another edition of Potomac Watch.